Hello, hello! Welcome back to Lucifer's Lair. I am here today with Mark, a my good friend, <laughs> who first, I've known for a very long time. First and most importantly, yeah. Yes, yes. First a friend, but also an author, psychic vampire, musician, occultist, and audiovisual engineer. Hello, Mark. Welcome. Hi. I'm glad to be here. I'm so glad you're big, here. Big fan of the show. <laughs> Show. Oh, thank you, thank you. All three episodes that you've it's listened like to? Five, it's like it? five, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's great. No, I, I mean, you know, we're saying it before, and I'm not trying to be, like, going up your nose two seconds into the podcast, but I think it's a, <laughs> it's a great podcast. It's better than a lot of podcasts out there. So. Why, thanks, fam. I appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, you're welcome. So, let's get into it. Why do we have Mark here today? Well, I'm going to tell you. Mark is, like I said, just looking directly at the camera. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be such a good time, y'all. Mark is my friend, and Mark is actually the person that introduced me to psychedelic drugs. Whoa, is yeah. that true? Yeah, you, oh. and, you, and, you and your partner. Yeah, I mean, Michelle, yeah. Michelle and I. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, is, that is true. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's so weird because that was a completely different time. Yes, it's um, been many moons, many, many moons. Oh, many, many moons. And it was definitely during a time when we were all trying to totally sane yeah to totally sane totally sane nothing was at wrong at all Absolutely i think our lives stable. were going smooth sailing we're like you know what let's do psychedelics now that we're stable uh, <laughs> i mean we were all trying to discover ourselves i think that was the big thing yes that discovery was, was key we were in a house we were in an apartment of four people who were minimum for minimum, who <laughs> recently ended a long-term relationship. Not with each other, but but separately. Yeah. We would all ended and we're like, oh my God, there's life after yeah, this. The house, we called the house Heartbreak Hotel because mm -hmm. all of us had relationships that we like left within. We, we were the ones that got broken up with. All of us. Our partners mm -hmm. broke up with us. Not me. Not me. Not you. No. True, true, true. <laughs> <laughs> but most of us, it's our partners broke up with us. Mm -hmm. And so we created Heartbreak Hotel is what we called yep. The, yep. the apartment that we all lived in. And it all happened within the same like two weeks of all of our breakups. Yep. And that's why we all ended up just like yep. hanging out together. And we originally met in the punk scene. I know Mark initially from music. Yep. And then li I live lived with your current partner and then that's how we became even tighter friends yep yeah that. that's absolutely yeah. that yeah you used to take a uh, concert photography of my band yeah yeah one of my you did one of my favorite pictures oh I actually, thank you i almost wore that shirt the pikachu shirt oh, yeah i i, I should have i should have but i, I no was this like, shirt is perfect it's got the yeah. skulls so it's we're, yeah we're feeling um, very death themed today i got the golden girls uh <laughs> most most of them are dead uh <laughs> death <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, but yeah, that was, uh, we were all trying to fit, find ourselves, and I think a lot of us were trying to find ourselves through drug use. We definitely experimented to see what would work and what would unlock certain doors, and mm -hmm. some things worked, uh, some things did not, mm -hmm. um, nope. but we created lifelong friendships. Oh my gosh. Through these adventures. <laughs> that's, some, that's some wholesome shit right there. Look at us being wholesome, being adorable. Uh, yeah, it's, it's so funny that it's wholesome now, because, I mean, it was... It was... <laughs> It was ridiculous. Yeah, it was... Everybody needs a, a, a home situation like that, though. Yeah. You have to have a home situation like we that. We all had each other's backs. We were all really tight friends. Like, there was no problems between us as a group. Mm -hmm. It was the world hitting us. Mm -hmm. And we all had each other. And I thought that was really nice. Yeah, yeah. There was there was so much going on, and we kept getting knocked down in one way or another. And, yeah, it was really nice to just have a, a really solid foundation in that. And then it was also really nice that kind of, like, we would all look at each other and be like... You idiot! What are you doing? <laughs> like, cause I would do it to you, and you would do it to me, and and like, I mean, I I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, transitioning out of my band because not only was I in a relationship with a longtime partner, I was in a relationship with six other people, several of being which ended up being horrible people. Being in a band is like being in a relationship. It, it truly is. Like, it truly is. Like a partner relationship. It is insane. It's like the most insane polyamorous situation I was about to say, you got going on. And a ska band. <laughs> a ska band. <laughs> With with six other people is like the, it is the weirdest polycule you will ever be in. Um, I'm trying to fit all those bitches in a van. 
It wasn't easy, because then I lived in that van for a long time. Good uh, times, good, good times. Good times, good, terrible, awful times. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we like, I think uh, I think Michelle, my partner, was getting into magic at that time. Yes. You were... I've I mean, been a witch since 2013. Yeah, you had, yeah. so I think you were kind of like the conduit for her to like do things. Well, and it was really fun living with her, because she was very light side magic. Mm-hmm. Very, even like, if I remember at the time, I don't know if she still practices it this way, Yep. But would even add Christianity into mm-hmm. her magic, which I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. And I love that, like, hybrid yeah. magic. When me, on the other hand, yeah. I am satanic magic. Right. And my side of the house is, like, dark, creepy skulls. I mean, and, like, when the lights of our rooms hit each other, it was, like, this beautiful gradient in from, like, dark, creepy purples yep. into, like, her yellows and yep. whites. And it was just, I loved it. Oh, it was, yeah. It was a nice balance to the whole it house. It really was. It, it definitely made, like, a nice little gray in the areas that mattered, like, the living space where everybody was sort of in. And then we had, like, our skater magic from Dahlia. Yeah! <laughs> Dahlia the skater magician! <laughs> yeah. Coming into your life! Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> I've always just been kind of like a mundane normie person who just like magic stuff happens to. So I've... you have a long history of magic because you told me that you've you've had magical history since you were very young, right? Yes. So um, without without like outing any of my family, I come, uh, you know, my my last name Swan, which is on my father's side, but my my. Uh, my mom's maiden name is Anderson, and that's really the side of my family that I embrace. Anderson, um, and specifically my lineage, goes all the way back to the Mayflower. Yes. Um, and so they live in rural Maine, and they all live together. Mm-hmm. And none of them will attest to being magic or witchy or anything like that. But, like, they grew, like, a blackberry bushes all around the perimeter of the farm, you know, because blackberry uh-huh. thorns keep demons out. And my mom is a straight-up sun worshiper. I don't think she would ever say, but she likes to put suns all over, you know, sun effigies and sun yeah. images and all of that. So very old family that stayed in one place. Um, I, I, If I try to describe it to anybody, they're like, oh, they're like a Amish commune. And I'm like... No, because no. they all just wear... They wear, like, jeans and shit. They just, like... Yeah, they're a part of our society? Is that... Because the Amish aren't... Right, they remove themselves from society. Yeah. The, these people, like, they'll still go to Best Buy to buy, like, an SD card or something. <laughs> but, like, they also, you know, they also live off the land. They're huge farmers and stuff. Um, I mean, I remember this is, um, once again, I don't want to show my ass and, like, sell my family out because I think that, I think that they r- relatively want to be mundane people and keep to their own privacy and stuff. But one time... My my uh my whole family was out for my big brother's wedding. We we lived in my family and I lived in Colorado Springs and the whole family came out for my big brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. And we went to Garden of the Gods and for people who are listening that don't know Colorado stuff, Garden of the Gods is this big it's a bunch of big red rocks. Um It's and, gorgeous. If yeah, you have the chance to see it, it's, it's beautiful. Really, yeah, it's really gorgeous. Um but we were walking around Red Rock not Red Rocks, Garden of the Gods, and my uncle my uncle was doing this thing where I was nine at the time and he would take me away from the crowd of the rest of my family and he would point over a cliff and he'd find some person that was in some other part of the park and i remember this very vividly as he was like do you see this woman and i was like yeah and he was like that's a witch and this lady was like a mile and a half away we were like on one of the peaks and i like that that sticks so hard in my brain because he was trying to do one of two things he was trying to um fuck with me yeah (laughs) because he was my favorite uncle for sure or he was um you know or he was like giving me some sort of data to like process so it's one of the Mm -hmm. things that i absolutely remember so like i've always had this sort of like affinity for that side of spirituality yeah and we were never religious people like my aunt is is a catholic but catholics are the most mainstream witches there are i will you drink jesus's blood um yep No, Catholicism is 100% magic, and we can get into that at some point, but it is so... Everything about Catholicism is magic. Oh, they have... Mass, eating the blood of... Or drinking the blood of Christ and eating the body of Christ upon an altar. Yeah. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. There's, like, a lot of secular religions these days that are, like, like... 
angels are metaphors and like there weren't really demons and catholicism is like nope draw this circle uh eat <laughs> this wafer <laughs> yeah michael will come down and he'll give you a million dollars like <laughs> that's a magic spell catholics <laughs> honestly <laughs> and like seriously the the whole drinking the wine and it turns to this blood thing like they they believe that li- it's like well it's just wine well when it touches your lips jesus turns it to his blood that's magic that's magic jesus was a wizard uh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy dude. But so family not super religious, but it was also, it was really something I got into. Um, in high school, I just like happened upon two um, mentors. Um, and I, I'll give their names, but I won't give their last names just in case. Um, even though like one of them's gone missing. Anyway, um, huh? I, I met a girl in high school called Katrina who was super into, like, she was a Kung Fu practitioner. Mm-hmm. And she taught me all about um, energy transference. Okay. So that was a thing that we studied. And the reason why she and I got along is because we would have, like, similar dreams, which oh. would freak me out. She she had dreams about a guy with, a man with silver eyes who would, like, hunt her and harm her. And I had a dream about a guy with silver eyes who would, like, tell me secrets. Whoa. So we probably weren't supposed to be friends because... Apparently not. When I was 16 and this guy was, like harm her like that didn't happen but it, it's like it could have you know and lucid dreaming comes up a lot with you which i also want to talk more about with too but continue this story yeah we've got a long mark is the person oh that gosh. in a previous episode i mentioned can lucid dream with other people but we'll get into that yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so um <laughs> she's writing it down i'm writing it um, down so that was katrina katrina and i worked on uh, energy transference which was literally literally the idea of like you being able to give other people like your vibe yeah and and she and i worked on this thing that i've actually been able to show other people where we could like put our hands very close together and we could push and pull like cold and warm energies towards each other yeah um and i've used it to impress many people to good and bad results um Woo! um the other person uh was a longtime friend named rachel and she taught me about fortune telling but most primarily tarot yeah which uh tarot was kind of the thing when we would host like witchy parties that's what i would do yeah um so yeah that was my thing and then uh after high school um met up with a group of people who were just like trying to figure themselves out mm-hmm. um and we didn't necessarily we didn't necessarily do like witchy stuff but we definitely like indulged in rituals and we talked about abstract thought and we talked about different realities and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and we were a really close-knit group of people um and then uh I guess we should say now, like we were talking about, like this is content warning right here. Um, We're going to be talking about like suicide and and, uh, mental illness and stuff like that. So here's your warning. Prepare yourself. Um, This is a group of, uh, I would want to say the people who revolved around me, this is a group of like five or six people. Mm -hmm. Um, And we would just do, you know, we would just go in the forest in the middle of the night and like burn stuff and like harm ourselves, burn ourselves with cigarettes Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, uh, cut ourselves with knives and, and razor blades and stuff like that. And all for the idea of, like, feeling something or seeing something that wasn't there. Yeah. Um, but... Was it like, a, like, were you kind of doing it as, like, a way to get high or just, like, to feel something more than what your life has been giving you? Um, I think I, I, probably a combination of those two things. And then also, like, the we were really, really, really into the idea that there was something beyond what reality was. Yeah. Um, and trying to tap into beyond reality. basically. Yes. However Uh, you could get there. I I think there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of dangerous magicians out there who kind of theorize or at least have the idea that like you can push your body beyond its limits with things like pain. Mm -hmm. Um, and you can induce a state in yourself by hurting yourself enough. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and whether or not that's, I would not say that that's the responsible thing to do by any stretch of the imagination, but, um, that was kind of what we were doing. We were, we were convinced that, I mean, we would look at the night sky and be like, this can't be all there is. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what we would do to do that. And I mean, you could be irresponsible in many ways, like, you know, just not being wise about, and when you're a dumb kid, whatever, but not being wise about like how you spend your time socially, like Mm -hmm. not making wise, like sexual decisions, doing risky things. Like that was the kind of thing that we did. Um, uh, this happened for a long time. Um, and then, uh, one of my favorite people in the group, uh, actually killed herself. Um, and it came out of nowhere. She didn't leave a note behind. Um, but she very obviously did it. Um, and that set off a chain of events of, 
the rest of this friend group kind of like systematically like a domino effect like uh uh developing or at least manifesting like really severe mental illness yeah um i i'm really only social with one of these people now but but he in particular um is almost completely invalid like he cannot operate as a human being mm-hmm. um and but other than that like uh i i had a friend who like completely renounces christianity and got into like dark magic and stuff like that and then um i had another friend who showed up at one of my shows one day out of nowhere he just showed up he was so disheveled um i hadn't talked to talk to him in a while and um he he was other than just looking really ragged, like he had a long beard and his hair was unkempt. Mm-hmm. He was otherwise, we were having a good time. He's like, can I come home with you? And I go, uh, okay. And in the car, he just breaks down and he says he doesn't know what reality is anymore. And like, I was like, is this because such and such died? And he was like, that has something to do with it. But you know, like there's just other things going on. I'm like, okay. And he was before a really, really stable person, like yeah. college degree and career and stuff like that. Um, and uh we woke up that morning and he was like can you drive me to the train station and i put him on a train and this is the last i ever saw him um yeah so i i in moving to denver to be in a band i thought i kind of like escaped that yeah and then i had like a two-year manic episode and then i you know hung out with you on the tail end of that (laughs) but but all along the way like sort of manifesting these these sort of magical ideas and having these experiences and do you think all of those domino effect experiences happen because you may have done magic and you didn't mean to when you were out in the forest just like playing around and messing with stuff like if there was spells out there that you were doing that you weren't aware of um i mean i guess to answer that question bluntly yes but i think it's because people are doing fucking magic every day and they don't really realize it true um i'm i mean i was thinking i i didn't know how i was going to explain this on the show but one of the things that i like to pass on to other people is i, I this is a weird term and people have ever either heard it or they're not it's like a D term which yeah. is why a lot of people like don't take it seriously but it's actually a classical magic term it's a, a thaumaturgy go on okay so thaumaturgy is um i think when you think of like fairy tale magic or you think of like and then suddenly the crown appeared or something like that. So, yeah. so thaumaturgy is in reference to like m- manipulation of reality, mm-hmm. right? So like um, um, Jesus was a thaumaturgist. I think there's like ancient texts that describe like him, not him parting the seas. That was Moses. Um, <laughs> but him like him like putting demons in a pig or him, you know, him healing the sick was, was described as thaumaturgy. And it's really like a lot of times it's described as like a a simple manipulation of reality, Mm -hmm. which a lot of people describe as just magic in general. Yeah. Like you take reality and if you can make a change to it, then it's magic. Then it's magic. Yeah. Um, but I think the thing is, is a, a lot of people and by a lot of people, I mean, every person on the planet, um, performs magic and specifically thaumaturgy every day oh yeah um and and i think that why that is is we kind of live in two realities i would say two of them i would say that we simultaneously live in two realities i think that we live in what's called an objective reality which is which is what's real right like what we perceive well, so that's the other reality. Oh. But so we all live in this, the objective reality, which is the scientific oh, reality. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I see what you're saying. So like, so like a carbon atom or, or you know, like a, a carbon atom has this many molecules. Like water is wet. Like yeah. the, it is the realist world. And we all share our experiences in the objective reality. But every single person experiences their own reality called the subjective reality. A subjective reality is what you see is real. And it's like me seeing the color pink may be different than what you see the color pink as. Right. And we can tell if we're seeing the same color pink. Right. We just both know that that's pink. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you can even compare it even to, 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 to creatures that aren't people. It's like a dog only has two color cones. He has blue and yellow color cone. Mm-hmm. So he absolutely, and he doesn't use vision as his primary. He smells things primarily. Yeah. So a dog absolutely experiences a different reality than us. When shrimp, on the other hand. Right. Mantis shrimp have like 16 cones of yeah. color. Yeah. I hate them. What the <laughs> fuck? I was listening to your episode about about how now you love green. Yes. Um, and this is exactly yes! this is this, so so a subjective reality is completely bendable, 
and it's it's changeable. Yeah. Objective reality. The only way that you can change an objective reality is if you reach divinehood and you become a godlike creature, because that's what godlike creatures do. Is do you know about change. the egg theory? Um. I know Zen uh, and I talked a little uh, bit about it. So that's kind of... I've heard about it before, and then I heard about it in detail with you and Zen talking about it. Is it kind of like that? Um, What you're describing? So I would say that when it comes to achieving magic in a subjective reality, which I think everybody does every single day, and I'll explain Mm -hmm. why, yes, I think that you are supposed to experience the world absolutely as it is in every single time, and then that Mm -hmm. is how you kind of reach divinity. Yeah, yeah. Um. But the way that you change subjective reality is in two ways. You change your own reality and you change other people's reality. Yeah. Um, you change your own reality with, and we're going to get into magic-y terms here. Um, <laughs> so I apologize to any witches who are listening because I kind of use these terms a little bit different. So it's uh, the two practices are invocation and evocation. Mm-hmm. So invocation, I- inward, is the way that you change your own reality, which is meditating, um, reading a fucking book. Um, yeah. Changing the way that you sort of think think about things, challenging your own biases. Um, Evocation is how you change other people's reality, Mm -hmm. which is a lot of people don't realize every single thing you do to interact with another person is you changing their reality. Yes. Um, And that's why artists tend to be really magic-y people, because a a painting is a magic spell. Yeah. A song is a magic spell. Um, Cooking your grandma's soup for friends is a magic spell. Yeah. Um, Because you are literally exposing them to new experiences that might change how they see their reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we as human beings, um, we won't come to, we won't ever come to terms with the fact that we're manipulating reality in these ways every single day. And once we become really good at it, it's very possible that we will learn to manipulate the objective reality. And I think that's kind of what humans are supposed to do. I think that's like the goal of humanity. And is to change reality? It is to change reality. Do you know what the end game would be then? Um, or is it just too beyond to even think well, of? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I wish I had that because if you know, if you knew, then you would you would get there. Yeah. But I think like I think we take probably like t- as as a species we take two steps forward and and or one step forward, two steps back. Oh yeah. Time. Oh yeah. Because we're always well, coming... we see that just like in society with like our politics or just right. socially how we are with each other when it comes to anything anything <laughs> anything it's like elon musk is pushing us into space but he's also a dipshit like he's also you know and then there's bezos that's just going up for 10 minutes and back Wh- right and it's just like why why well and it's and then thanking the amazon workers and employees for paying oh. for it and and uh customers <gasps> yeah yes! hey thanks for taking a pay cut i got to put my junk rocket in space <laughs> fuck that guy fuck that guy but <laughs> but the thing is is i th- i think you know it's this is a stupid marvel movie term yeah which anything in film or cartoons i'm always like ah oh, fuck i wish they hadn't said that because i think this is a real concept and now no pe- i think in cartoons and all that kind of stuff is real concepts that these artists are taking and trying well, to make palatable for us that's the spell that i'm talking about that's yeah. the evocation yeah um, but, but it's a, it's, it's a concept that is when something becomes, when science becomes advanced enough, it's indistinguishable from magic. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we, you, you know, there's all these ideas of like aliens, they're so, they're so technologically advanced that we can't comprehend what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Well, how is that any different than what we see as magic? Like well, if you take somebody from the twenties and show them an iPhone, right, right, right. same kind of concept there's, where they're like, what? Right. It's like yeah. going back to medieval times and like flicking your Bic lighter or something. Yeah. Like that, that's, I think that's what we're supposed to achieve. I think that there will come a point where we are so advanced. (laughs) I love what witchy Jeff said. I heard you, I heard witchcraft. You doth summon me. Sup witchy Jeff. Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) But there, there will come a point in history. If we survive, if we don't burn up in a fire in the next 15 years, we'll Um, see, we'll see. Um, Fingers crossed. But we will, um, We'll reach a point where what we do makes us not human anymore. Oh, yeah. Um, I think one of those things... There well, was... isn't that just evolution in general? Yes. Because it's like, what we've evolved from isn't human either. Right. Because we are the human evolution. We're the part that is titled human. Right. So whatever we evolve onto that won't be human. Right. Because we're evolving. What's going to happen on top of that, though, is that we are the first creature, at least that we know of, that's going to do that like intellectually. 
So we're going to, everything has evolved as a, as a biological creature. I think we are going to evolve metaphysically, spiritually, and intellectually. So I think that's going to happen. I hope that happens. I don't know how it happens. Unless we all light on fire. Well, unless we all light on fire, we kill each other in, in civil war. Um, There's literally a town, I think it was Canada. Check my facts. But somewhere up north um, that literally the whole town lit on fire because it was too hot. Oh my gosh. So it's yeah. happening. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's happening. happening. Yeah, it's, um, where did I just see that there was a miserable... Oh, we can't go to, uh, Glenwood right now. Because Wait, there was 11 foot mudslides. So oh, I... Oh, is that the one that has, like, the four hour detour around it that I heard it's about? It's closed now. You oh. cannot go to Glenwood because, because climate change caused mudslides that piled up 11 feet of mud <gasps> on the roads. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. That's wild. We're killing ourselves. Oh, and, yeah. And scientists say that we, we're we very quickly reaching a point of no return. So, cool. <laughs> Yay! Can't wait. Luckily, Elon's going into space, you guys. <laughs> For 10 billion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 10 billion. Yep. Ugh, I hate that man. That, that could go to people. Anyway, back to magic. Let's talk about fun stuff. Woo! Woo! Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're just doing magic every day. I don't know. Okay. Well, and even things like singing happy birthday, blowing oh. out birthday candles, the whole birthday thing, mm-hmm. magic. Right. Uh, we talked about Catholicism being 100% mm-hmm. magic. Um, if you sneeze and you say bless you, mm-hmm. magic. Ma- right. Any superstition, throwing salt over your shoulder, mm-hmm. and anything like that, 100%. That's just daily magic we do all the right. time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I'd, I mean, I would even go on to say that, like, Somebody listening to your Spotify music is, yeah. is magic because they're transferring a little bit of energy to you. Exactly. This is the this is a little NSFW. Getting a tattoo. Getting a tattoo. Is 100% magic. And even like, so I get tattooed by a witch. And when we do a tattoo, it, it's changed the way I look at tattoos now and when I get tattoos and who I get tattoos from and what I get tattoos of. Mm-hmm. Because when she tattoos me, she puts intention into it and she's doing a spell we're doing it in ritual we'll like set up an altar we'll like set the scene and then she'll be like when so i have baphomet tattooed on me and it has um pentagram on it as well and so when we were doing the pentagram she's like okay we're doing the pentagram let's both take a moment of silence and just think about you know wishful thinking anything any intentions we want to put into the world because we're putting this permanently into your body, this is a spell right now. Right. So every time we're doing a tattoo is a spell that now it made me think about, like, anytime I get a tattoo in general is a spell that's permanently on my body. Right. So now I've been, like, rethinking, like, oh, tattoos are way more intense than they were before. Oh, 100%. For me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's a really great practice, and it's I think it's kind of how tattoos originated is uh, there's a lot of Caribbean tattoos are all about that. Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. It's like uh, uh, pretty much I want to say every one of my tattoos is magical in nature. It was that that was definitely in the intent. I know most most of them are death themed. Uh yeah. Um I mean I I have a I have a yeah, I have a music note with death on him. I have yeah, I have This is a really weird one. I'm going to show the camera. Ah. <laughs> This was kind of this was kind of the beginning of my like modern magical journey was getting this tattoo because I got it in um I got it in response to the two girls in Ohio. Oh yeah. That took their friend out and were like uh they tried to kill her for the slender man. Oh fuck. You didn't hear about this? I think you told me about this. Okay. Yeah, this was uh twenty I wanna say twenty thirteen. It was in Oh <gasps> wait, I do remember when yeah. this happened. Yes. So so <laughs> these are old memes, which I'm 34, <laughs> so I'm all about the old memes. But for for youngins in the crowd, oh yeah, Caterpillar, cat, cat, hi Caterpillar. They say they know about this case. Yes, so hey, so cat. to give a little rundown on the Slenderman, you can trace where the internet came up with the Slenderman, which was a forum was like let's make up an urban legend right now, and they yeah. made up the Slenderman. Yeah. So the Slenderman isn't like Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster or whatever, what have you, whatever cryptid or whatever urban legend. Yeah. You can see where it was created. It's archived on the internet, but it became this phenomenon. It became this thing that was like so creepy, so cool. And a lot of people were into it. Yeah. So these two girls, I think they were like probably between like 11 and 13. They befriended this girl, this third girl, and they were like a Slenderman trio. They, they tricked their third friend to like go, um, out into the woods and they like, 
once again, content warning, but they like stabbed at her and they basically left for, for that. I do remember that. They like stabbed and slashed at her and they were like, we're leaving you here for the Slenderman. So I got, I got this tattoo, which says, this is a welcome to Night Vale quote, um, but it says, believe in a smiling God. And the reason why I got it is because you can see where the Slenderman was created. You know why the Slenderman is fake. But the fact that these two little girls were influenced by this yeah. entity kind of makes that entity made it real, real. Yeah. yes well there's this whole um theory with um oh god who was it um there's some character that a group of people are trying to manifest so hard that she becomes real oh uh, yeah and, and it's a really weird thing and i can't remember what character it is it's um oh god I don't remember who it is. My brain wants to say it's like the girl from the Goofy movie or something. Like it's what? like it's what? like some cartoon that like I don't know why, but this is who they've chosen as like their person. They're trying to manifest into our reality by thinking so hard she becomes real. That's not how it works, kids. <laughs> but that's kind of how Slenderman happened. That is absolutely how Slenderman happened. But uh, do are what are their intentions with this? They girl? want her to just be real. They want to make her, because they're like, it's, I guess they worship her as a god. And yeah, it's wild. That's dangerous. If anybody can find which character it is, because I can't remember it right now, it is a wild ass story. And maybe I'll bring that up later because it is, it is wild. But reeling back, because we went very left field there for a second. Let's talk about, uh, if you haven't noticed, this whole podcast is about death Um, and magic and, and other things adjacent. Right. So let's talk about your connection with death. Okay. Because I know you have a very strong connection with death. Uh, yes. Um, um, I have experienced death or near death a couple times. Um, I think the, the first time that I ever had a connection with death, the entity, and I really liked that you used, you would repeatedly use the term death, the entity. Yeah. Cause there's death, the verb, the action. Right. And then there's death, the entity. Yeah. Different things entirely. Um, so the, it, when I had just first started the AOKs in 2008, mm-hmm. I didn't start them, but I, I helped them come into being. And, uh, you were talking to AOKs is a ska band from Denver, Yeah, I was by like, uh, 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 Lucifer was... I love them. <laughs> Lucifer was saying that I should answer questions on the chat, but please no AOKs questions. No AOKs allowed, but do go listen to their music because it's dope as shit. Um, <laughs> all spells. I wrote them all spells. Um, <gasps> true. True. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bu- 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 where was that? So the first time I ever experienced, um, oh, I guess that isn't the first time I experienced that. So I had near-death experience when I was 18. My my girlfriend at the time and I uh, took a trip to... We, we went out to California to go to Disneyland. And we didn't tell our parents. And we were like, fuck! <laughs> fuck our parents! <laughs> we're going we're, to Disneyland! We're star-crossed lovers! Um, <laughs> and I was driving... The destination is Disneyland! <laughs> Woo! The most magic place on earth. Uh, the motherland. Uh, the oasis. <laughs> I had to pray to my my Mickey demon god. Uh, but so we're, <laughs> we're driving back and I'm in the Utah desert on I-70 and I hadn't slept for 28 hours. And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like, I can stay awake. I'm 18 years old. And I'm looking ahead of the car and I'm seeing like these <laughs> black tendrils coming out of the car. And I'm like... I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then then I close my eyes. I'm like, I can blink for a second. I'm going over 100 miles an hour. And I wake up and the car is in free spin. Um, oh, shit. So, yeah, we, we skidded in spin for probably like 500 feet. And then I, I, thank goodness, I crashed into the guardrail and not out into the desert. Yes. Um, but uh, almost killed my girlfriend. Uh, the... Um, What's that thing called? The the thing you flip down to keep you from the, the visor? sun. The, the sun visor. visor. The visor snapped off in the thing, and she hit her head against the 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 <gasps> pole, and she had a gouge on her eye that was like took up most. Was of she her like face. asleep when this happened? She was asleep. Oh my um, god! And I woke. You know, I was completely fine. The the airbag popped out, and I have you ever been in a car accident? No. So it's there's a powder there, to and but that powder will get super hot. I burned my lips off. What? Yeah. So- no wonder. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we have fun here. Uh- 
But I had, yeah, I had like scabbing on my lips for like two months. And um, holy shit, that that was the first time. That was a horrible experience. That was my first near death. I did nothing metaphysical happened there. You didn't um, see anything or like no, experience anything. No, it, except for like the tendrils thing. That was yeah, about it. and and I can I can I can say that that was just like you being I, sleepy. I'm being asleep. I'm st- the dream world is starting to get into the real world, which yeah, magically you never want that to do. Um, but uh, I would say my first. My first experience with death, the entity was, um, I had be- because of that situation, my, 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 uh, relationship with my parents was really rough. Um, and because it was really rough, I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to go forge my own path. Mm-hmm. And I, I went and moved out to Denver on a whim to start the band. Yeah. Um, wasn't telling my family about the band, wasn't doing anything like that. I remember it was one night I was living in uh my bandmate's apartment and i went to go use the bathroom and i hadn't drank and i wasn't on drugs i didn't smoke weed or anything like that i went to the bathroom i like did my bathroom thing and i looked in the mirror and for like a split second there was what i could only describe as like a shadow like a sort of brownish black shadow and it was right behind me and it wasn't my shadow because it was very close to me Uh and i was like what the fuck and uh I got out of the bathroom and uh, I was like, that was really weird. I decided to tell the people I was living with about it. And they're like, that's weird. And then the next day uh, I learned that my father had cancer. Oh, uh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. My brother called me on the phone and he was like, Mark, I know that you're not like talking to any of us right now, but you need to call your dad because he has cancer. Holy uh, shit. Yeah. And, and it was a really interesting experience because uh, he he took he, did, he didn't take well to it and he didn't last very long. Um, but, uh, you know, the last time I talked to him, he was like, I love the band and, you know, so that was a really cool experience. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think, uh, trying to think of other near death experiences. Oh, so the big one, and this one was kind of like set me off on the big, like really big magical journey from, from start to finish is, uh, just really like not understanding reality, not understanding things like that. Mm-hmm. And and going back to this group of friends, I thought I had escaped them, but things got so rough that that I tried to end my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this was really where things like uh, specifically death and the tarot started to really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, this was just a thing that I would like look at this card and and really have like a a, a sort of kinship with. Yeah. Um. And going back to learning tarot and learning things like that, that kind of being like my guiding system, it would be the card that I would kind of see all the time. And for those who are not familiar with tarot, um, death card is the thirteenth card in the major arcana, mm-hmm. and it does not represent death necessarily. It represents change. Yes. Um, Something is going to end. For something new to arrive. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is what I talk about a lot too, where death is also life. And that comes up a lot in tarot and just in magic in general, that death doesn't mean ending. And death doesn't mean it's bad. Death is just the end of something and the birth of something else. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. It's um, a lot of people equate death with, oh my gosh, something has ended. And the reality is, is the way that the world works is that things have to end for, for greater things to change is natural. Yeah. Change, change. It's, it's necessary. Yeah. Yeah, Like, uh, um, but yeah, what have you, if, if you ever, if you're ever getting your fortune read and somebody pulls the death card, don't freak out, don't freak out. It's actually usually a really good thing. The one to freak out about is the tower. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is like the one bad card in the tower. The one bad card in the tower is the tower. Whether it's right side up or upside down, you do not want it. You don't want it. You don't want it. It's not good news. Um, but death is usually a really good one. Um, and, and death, uh, you know, Along with resonating with that card and then having some experiences, uh, psychoactive drugs related and not, um, kind of came to the idea that it's like, there are people in my life who also want to change and you want to find those people. Um, and I kind of saw like death, the entity as the, um, driving force behind that. So I did that for a while. It's kind of how you and I started like doing Really connecting as friends. Like we've been friends, but... We didn't really become friends into like solid friends until magic became a part of our friendship. Right, exactly. It was it, it's it's something that really like reinforced my idea that what I was trying to do is like the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because um, really getting into these relationships, you, you know, with you and and other people around our circles, like really when my life started to stabilize, you know, yeah, I mean? it's like I was making the right decisions. 
Um, um, and I remember, I guess my final, um, experience with death, the entity is in doing this. I kind of like, I got a little like too weird with it. And Mm -hmm. like, I was homeless and I was living out of my van and like, I was, you know, burning bridges with people who were longtime fan or friends, not fans, uh, long time fans of you. Oh gosh. Uh, <laughs> the long time friends breaking that off, just making bad relationships with family members and stuff like that. I, I did do a heroic dose of mushrooms mm-hmm. and had a meditative experience where I went to a different plane of reality and death. The entity was there and they were like, I'm disappointed. Oh um, shit. <laughs> and it was, it was essentially like, you need to get your shit. Together. What did they look like to you? What uh, was their essence? So I'm curious if ours is similar. Um, you know, it was interesting because you described them as like a feminine cloud of smoke. Mm -hmm. And I really like that description. I would, I would say it's hard for me to say that I had a similar thing. Though I I would, I would say that feminine, but sexless or genderless. Yes. Very, very accurate. Yes. Um, the way that it happened for me is, you, you know, those like computer generated, like fractal things where you like go into the shape and then the shape explodes into a million different shapes and you're like, no. Oh gosh, I'll have to show you. So (laughs) (laughs) it's it's called fractals and it's like a lot of people experience that shit from tripping. Um, I was meditating super hard and suddenly I wasn't in my body and I was in one of these, it was like a, it was like a diamond honeycomb. And if you would go into one hole of the diamond honeycomb, you would not be going in, you would be going out and there would be larger and larger Oh, yeah. this kind of happened to me when I did die, where I went through, like, I guess you could describe it as a tunnel, mm-hmm. but it was like a fisheye lens on it, and when I got into it, then I was yep. a part of it. Yeah, Okay, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. okay, I see what you're saying. So, I, I was like, I need somewhere to go, because I was in this universe of universes. Um, Sorry, I'm, I'm reading the chat right yeah. now. Um, Think of a tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is, man, that's what it is, and and, like... I'm looking and I'm like, I'm in a million different universes and I'm just trying to dive into holes because I want to be safe. Yeah. Um, trying and to get out. Trying to get out. But in doing so, you're like just trying to find a place to hide. And suddenly I wasn't in this omni space anymore. I was in this cave and there was a being who was made of these like fractally diamonds. Yeah. And that was death. And death was very much, and, and it's like hard to describe, but it's like with every movement that they took, they would shoot out the, the tinier part portions of these diamonds mm-hmm. that would like shrink into like snowflakes almost. And, and this entity was like, uh, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, <laughs> you are like hurting people. You're, you're, um, you're not teaching people the things that you want to teach them. You're not passing on. You're not being a role model. Like there's people who you love and you're going to lose them. And, um, I had a crazy trip after that where I went to different realities, but I woke up out of that and I was like, fuck, like the, the, the entity that I, that I resonate with is not happy. Yeah. And that's not a good thing. Do you know who it is? Or just... Death the Entity, or... Is it death? It, it, yes, okay. it was absolutely death okay. the Entity. So. I didn't know if it changed. I'm just making sure. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but, yeah, it was uh, it, w- it was really interesting because I was in this, like, free fall of, like, madness and magic. And, like, I was manifesting things and they were absolutely working out. And then it was like, wait, this comes at the detriment of the universe. Yeah. You know? And I think that if, if death the Entity is both something with a conscious and also, like the will of the universe like it's like please stop damaging everything that i hold dear like yeah. you're, you're making bad changes you're doing, yeah. you're you're being a bad person so yeah it was that was that was my experience with that and so like things have kind of calmed down in my life and i and i really do chalk it up to that experience um interesting yeah yeah well let's let's keep diving into just your experiences with just like tripping and stuff because you said that you jumped to different realities in that mm-hmm. experience do you want to go into that uh sure i mean um b- 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 i'm just let's see what people these. are saying <laughs> we're we're having a mathematical fractal argument i saw somebody use, <laughs> i saw somebody use fourth dimensional and uh yeah yeah sure um what are you reading? What is uh, that so, uh, I think Witchy Jeff said something along the lines of like fractals are fourth dimensional in physics. Uh, fractals is fourth dimensional mostly. Think of a tesseract present in quantum mechanics. Um, sh- <laughs> sh- sure. I love uh, that we're having a debate in chat about fractals. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Keep it up. Um, 
So I, I have a really intimate relationship with tripping because um, I uh, super hallucinate. Same. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And I know people I think that we don't. have very similar experiences right. in a lot of this, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of our magic is very similar. Yep. And a lot of our experiences with just drugs in general are very similar. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I, um, I almost specifically always see something. If, if I stay in this reality yeah. while I'm tripping, uh, the veil is pulled back, as it were, and I see, I see something. I have a very... I, should I tell my craziest story now? I mean, go for it. Okay. We're already here. We've (laughs) arrived. Let's go. (laughs) Um, Like, uh, so there is a, there is a chemical, there's a drug. I don't think you could get it anywhere. Maybe you can on the deep web or or dark web or some shit, but it's called. We uh, are not encouraging you to go and do that. (laughs) Don't go to the dark web and don't use this address. Uh, (laughs) Seen above here. (laughs) Do um, not click right here. So. There is a drug called 2CI. Um, Can you explain what that is? So it is, it's basically what it was explained to me. And I might be, if there's somebody in the chat who's better pharmacological or whatever, um, it's, uh, it is very similar to mushrooms. Okay. But it is an acid tab form. Okay. But it's not like acid. It's, I mean, I, I... Like, it's natural like mushrooms and not manufactured like acid? It is manufactured. Oh, is but it? It's, okay. It's, it's manufactured to be like mushrooms. Oh. Um, but it, it comes in a little concentrated, almost like, uh, do you remember the, for a long time, we had those, like, Listerine strips? Yes! So, yeah, and you'd put them on your what tongue? What happened to those? They were dumb. Is <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, on the go, mints! Oh, this is all I need. I think there was just idiots who were like, now my mouth's clean. And it's like, no. Nah, That's should, not how this works, but... Brush your teeth. <laughs> um, I remember being a stupid-ass kid, and I'd pull up, I'm going to put 10, and then I would just be in pain for the next 15 minutes. <laughs> just burn the roof of your mouth off. Exactly. But it's like, t- 2CI is basically like that. It's it's a little teeny tiny square, like almost like an acid tab. But it, um, little, you would put it on your tongue, and you'd let it dissolve like a Listerine strip. Okay. Um, and then effects would kick in probably 45 to 60 minutes later. Okay. Um, so I was hanging out with some close friends. Um, and I, this was probably, it was not the first time I'd done psychoactive drugs, but it, it was my, was this, it the group of friends you mentioned earlier? Or is this no, a different no, group of this is, okay, this, is, this is like A-OK's folk. Oh, okay. Plus. Okay. Um, and so like I put it on my tongue, I'm waiting, I don't feel shit. I'm with probably five other people. And they start to have what I would consider like a mundane experience, which is they're like, whoa, <laughs> oh, the lights are so bright. Like what movies say right, that tripping right. is like. I'm like seeing rainbows. That's not what happened to me. <laughs> <laughs> we lived in an apartment at one time, at this time. And uh, out from our balcony, you could see the, the apartment complex gym. Mm-hmm. And I was looking out into the gym and I watched as each of the machines... Uh, turned into Transformers robots <laughs> and started chasing a guy down. Oh god! And I was like, "What the?" Fu-? And I was telling, I was telling my friends this, who were all high as a kite, and they were all like, "Did you have a guide or anybody that no, was sober?" No, we were dumb. Just idiots. everybody was we're okay. stupid ass idiots who we considered <laughs> our guide was the person who took drugs all the time. So therefore, they Yay! were ready for this. No, don't ever <laughs> trust that person. Um, always have a guide and a sober buddy. So I did this thing where I was like, I, I was like, ha, huh? Oh my God. Like robots are taking over. And, and they're all like, well, like they thought I was joking because everybody has the same fucking experience on drugs. Right. So I was like, I need a moment. I'm going to go to my bedroom. Yeah. I went to the bedroom. I closed the door. I opened the door and it's a different moment in time at that night. So a different conversation was happening. The sunlight was different. I close the door again. I open it again. It's earlier in the evening. I close it again. I open it again. So I was fucking literally time traveling. Yeah. Just jumping back so and forth. So this is when the drug is kicking in. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So I get out and I'm like trying my best to be normal, probably looking like an idiot. One of my friends, I think, saw that I was like tremoring and they were like, does anybody want to go take a walk? And I was like, yeah, I need some fresh air. I need some fresh air. And so another person went with us. So it's three of us. Um, and we left two people behind. This is, this is important to the story. (laughs) So three of us went outside. We left two people behind. Yeah. We're walking out. Um, 
we're, we're walking out and we're like walking to a park that was nearby the apartment complex. And they're all have, they're like, woo, they're having a good time. They come to a, uh, they come to a playground near the park and they start, they're having a grand old time. Um, and I'm left to my own devices. This was on uh, the Platte River. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked across the Platte River and I saw a dozen dead children with blue oh, torches shit. and they were dancing their last dance. They um, were dead though. They were dead. Okay. So let so so these kids were completely blue. They were corpse like. Yeah. And they were dan they were dancing their last dance is what it was. Interesting. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So I look up into the sky. And, um, I see the stars and then the stars aren't stars anymore. They're reflected in the eyeballs of, uh, giant squids. And I mean like giant squids that are like a million, million miles away. And they're like swimming through the cosmos. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That sounds cool. That's when I notice (laughs) the entity behind me. Oh. So, um, this is going to sound really hokey, but have you seen- Because it hasn't so far. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> have, you, have you seen Pan's Labyrinth? Yeah. So Pan, the seven foot tall green mossy goat guy. Yeah. I would liken it to that character. It was something of the Fae. Yeah. Which we can get into the Fae. Um, We're writing that <laughs> right down. Now. Seven foot tall Fae entities behind me. Mossy green, completely green, black eyes. I go, um, I go, are you a friend? And it goes... Yes. And I go, are there creatures out here who are not my friend? And it goes, yes. And I go, will you please go tell Angela to grab the salt? So Angela was one of the two people left behind. Okay. Okay. And the thing goes, and it's gone. So nothing else really freaky happened there, but we decide to walk back to the, the apartment. So we're walking back and we're walking in the parking lot. We see two people ahead of us. It's Angela and the other pe- person that we left behind. And Angela walks up to me and she goes, uh, I felt like the need to bring you this. <gasps> and she hands me a fucking thing of Morton's salt. Oh no! And this what is this fuck? is a 100% drug-fueled true story. Um, and so for those people who, who may not be in the know, so salt is something, is, is relatively like the thing that you would use to ward off spirits. Yeah. So salt circles are typically what it's done. It's like before you start a ritual, you'll do a salt salt circle. So everything stays within that circle and nothing can get into it. Um, and it also, some people believe that it protects you from like dark entities. If you put a salt circle around you, like in basically in this case, it seems like what you're going to be doing um, to protect you from those uh, dark entities. So you are safe. It's basically a safety barrier. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 it's old shit. And it's basically the, the idea that like salt is the most neutral mineral or, or magical substance on earth and that's why you arguably the most powerful magical tool you can have right yes depending on what you believe but mm-hmm. but at the end of that experience is me going back in the apartment i salted every fucking doorway every windowsill that was that was definitely the freakiest drug experience i've ever had that's so, wild yep. well and you mentioned that you've seen like demons mm-hmm. and other entities like that tell me about it <laughs> well so <laughs> this is a mixture of uh this is a mixture of being a weird kid consuming drugs and then having like what I would describe as like a two year manic attack, um, which was there are several times in my life and I've gone through a couple of them where it was like finding the magical truth was the priority. Yeah. Um, and like, I think everybody, even if you deny it, I think everybody has had that experience where you will see something in the corner of your eye or you would see something like in a shadow or you would see a shape that didn't make sense and you would Mm -hmm. liken it to like a demon or something like that. Yeah. When I was like, when I was in the thick of it, and this was several times throughout my life, like these things would manifest and become very prevalent in my vision. And um, the way that we would communicate is having very like intense mental conversations so Mm -hmm. like telepathic um this started when in high school when i was talking to the two people my mentors katrina and rachel um this started as a thing that happened almost primarily in dreams i would just have really consistent dreams um and then as i would do things like 
you know candle ritual or or just like burning things like the these these entities would be very prevalent and they would just be a shadow or they would just be a thing and i might have been a stupid kid or i might have been going through something yeah but it was it it became ways that i sort of like learned the philosophies that i've taken through life um or it would literally be guiding me to be like look at this book look at this text um look this up and some people could even say that that's like your gut instinct right. your gut feeling of just like i feel like i need to do this so i'm gonna do it right yeah right and and but i mean i think the thing is is like going back to this what a subjective reality is is like those things are one and the same like your gut your a lot of people could argue that you make your own demons like yeah you manifest. You can manifest them, yeah. There, there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments out there in the metaphysical world that like the only reason why a demon or a fairy or anything like that could exist is because you gave them power in the first place. Yeah. Like so, that thing can manifest as a gut feeling on a scientific objective level. It's a gut feeling, but the way that it manifests in your brain, it's real to you, and nobody can contend that what you experienced is what you experienced. So it's like in many ways, it's real. Yeah. It's like the Slenderman shit. It's, exactly. It's like, so I experienced a lot of that in my life and I will have these periods like where I'm at now to be perfectly honest, where like I'm as human as can be mm-hmm. and I could look back at those things and I was like, oh fuck, I was crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, but, but it's like during that time, um, it was the realest shit. It yeah. was the realest, realest shit. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, you can have shared experiences, um, and so you can have people confirm mm-hmm. that that kind of stuff happened. Yeah. Um, but I would say that if you want to straight up see these things in your life is to go in with that mindset and go on drugs. I'm not. Don't do that. Promoting that. <laughs> because the thing about the thing about psychoactive drugs is if you are not in a good mindset, you're not going to have a good time. Well, um, let's let's talk about bad trips and let's talk about like education with it but really quick you mentioned your mentors what do you mean by mentors uh these were people who i connected with emotionally and i wasn't i i was just kind of a a person who was like i don't believe in god but i believe something's out there and like freaky stuff happens to me but Mm -hmm. it's just the human condition and i felt compelled to kind of tell these people about it yeah and they were like well have you heard of this have you heard of this it's you know how did you meet them uh, one was a older high school student mm-hmm. that was Katrina. And then Rachel was a, um, friend of a friend who we just ended up always like hanging out with all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I, I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't under any sort of substance when I met these people. This was just something that I was like, I feel compelled to say how I feel. To You're just drawn people. to them. Like, right. Like quote unquote, the universe told you. Right. Right. Like, right. Right. These people are important. It's just, it's like, it's people that I would otherwise never get along with. And I just sort of like felt like, Hey, if I told you this, would, would you be okay? Because there's always that fear out there. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's really great to be in the community that we're in because I, you know, I could tell you that every night I like maggots pop out of my eyes and you'd be like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that sure. Checks out. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No, I think I have yeah. a thing for that. Um, <laughs> it's a cream. There's a cream. But, you, you know, you can't go to like, you, you can't go to like a pub and you walk up to the first person and be like, hey, I think I see demons. Uh, it just doesn't work that way. So. Well, and that's why I've created this, mm-hmm. this whole podcast and everything to kind of be like, all right, here's a space to talk about the things that a lot of people probably think are just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is some of them just straight up might be crazy stories. That's mm-hmm. okay. But like, let's talk about it though. Because right. if you think back, like if we take Christianity, for example, a lot of people probably thought Jesus was crazy. Yeah, I, they definitely did. I mean, he yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> he got killed well, for it. they did murder him. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, ev- everybody, everybody's a little bit crazy. I, absolutely. And I mean that in the most positive way possible. Y- yeah, it's it's something that's called crazy, but we're just, we're just people. Exper- like, we're... We're just experiencing things different than other people. That's not right. a bad thing. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It, it, it's a bad thing when it turns into, like people thinking our president or our ex-president <laughs> is secretly taking over the government but you know oh god but that Let's... person's reality is real to them to them know? it's real <laughs> and that's what they're manifesting so woo we're dealing with that now 
there's like there's this story so when trump was first elected there was this big internet movement that was like every witch on the internet we're going to sit down on this date at this time and we're going to manifest ill will towards trump and we're going to beat trump with like our manifestation yeah yeah so here's why that's bullshit uh (laughs) go into it pop off (laughs) no cap is that what you can is that what you can say yeah yeah that's what the kids are saying nowadays one (laughs) don't ever reveal your intentions to your enemies you idiots um and then two don't ever reveal your intentions to what is possibly like the strongest like magical cabal in the fucking world because they're which is what which is the u.s government (laughs) you think the u.s government's magical i don't necessarily think the u.s government is magical but there has been conspiracies since the beginning that there's like there's like a witchy entity that they know them. shit like like they know things. George W Bush was Did literally <laughs> he was literally in a college fraternal order called the Skull and Bone Society yes and everybody's like well it's just a name and it's like it's just a name called the Skull, Skull and, Bone and Bone Society, Society. <laughs> yeah it's like they were at the very even if they weren't like buying into the magical shit well that, isn't that the one that Aleister Crowley eventually joined or is it a different group i don't remember um i know there's like this whole and i i have to go back and re-listen to it but um there's this whole society that started with george washington where it's like this secret society and basically they're all just getting blowjobs and calling it magic and it became like a government thing (laughs) (laughs) where they were using their 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 uh, uh, blowjob uh, magic. Yeah. Their blowjob magic for getting things that they wanted in the world, but really they were just white dudes, so of course shit they was were just going well power for them. Anyway, yeah. yeah, and they were just getting free blowjobs all the time. But basically, is this is a government thing that apparently is still going on? Yes. Which yeah. like, duh. Right. <laughs> I, I guess the thing is, is like, don't don't be like, we're sending you a magical attack when there's like this this very powerful rich entity that's probably probably if they're like this is bullshit they're probably also like hey like contact the warlocks you know what i mean do you remember when tiktok uh cursed the moon (laughs) i was not a part of tiktok i I was not a part of tiktok at that point it was in the pandemic i remember it was uh it was i'm pretty sure it was like right before my surgery or right after my surgery around that time okay um where a bunch of baby witches was like we're gonna curse the moon why are you cursing the moon? But you know what's really fucking funny about that is, huh. like, just a few months ago, they just announced that there's been a big crack in the moon recently, <gasps> and it's going to <laughs> crack in half. Nice job, like... Gen Z witches. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, why are you, why, 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 why? I don't know. And same with, like, the collective, we're all going to curse Trump, or, like, collective like decisions in the witchcraft community it's like that's not how this works no no i yeah i'm, I'm not super big on which i love the idea of community anyway. though of like bringing people together yeah but i don't like how big like hexing and cursing has gotten as a trend i i, I think i think that magic is extremely personal to each individual person yes. and i think I and the way on... you do it is not wrong. If no. somebody's telling you you're doing your magic wrong, fuck them. They fuck can them. die. They're wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, they're an asshole. Um, no, I, I think I don't. I don't have a. I don't have a problem with communities of people who are practicing. But I think that, I think practicing someone else's magic is never ever ever going to work for you the way that it's supposed. No, to. No, no, no. You need to do your magic your way. It goes back to like what we we're talking about with like gut feeling. Mm-hmm. Like if this feels correct to you then do that. That is what your path is sending you on. But if that's what somebody else is doing is like, oh, this is the way that works for me, so it'll work for you, that's not how this works. No. That's not magic. It it goes a lot into, like, how people practice, and I think, like, you can read a book, and it's like, if you burn a red candle at midnight, and then you, like, and then you, like, uh, light a bunch of sage, then, then this is going to happen. And it's like... I'm a, like, here's, here's what, here's what something that was unnatural told me is that the candle is bullshit. It's, yeah. it's how you use the candle. Yeah. The candle isn't the magic It's all word. about your intention. Right. It doesn't matter what tools you use. Mm-hmm. Whatever feels correct to you is correct. Right. But what feels correct to another person may not be correct to you. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and there are so many people out there who are trying to convince you like, no, this is the spiritual way. 
and it gets it gets a little fucky at that point yeah, like i would fucky. almost i would almost go on to say that there are like people out there who realize that they have a spell that empowers them and they're teaching it to other people to also empower them yeah i think that's a thing that happens like i agree so fuck those people fuck those guys <laughs> Hey friends, sorry to cut you off, but that is the end of part one with my interview with Mark Swan. Part two will be up next week, and I just want to send out a friendly reminder that I do have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash luciferofficial for only three bucks a month, you can support this podcast and see the full video recording of this interview along with the interview with Zen that we had earlier in the last couple months. Um, and as also, <laughs> also exclusive episodes. So if you want to go and check it out, it is patreon.com slash luciferofficial, and I will see you there. Have a great day. Bye.